Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome back to the GrowFlow podcast, where we give you the best information, insights, and interviews to manage and grow your licensed cannabis operation. My name is Joe Stolte. I am the Chief Revenue Officer at GrowFlow, and I am joined by my big-muscled, handsome host, Travis Steffen. Gosh, we need to hire you for PR, man. Never That's, gets old. Yeah. Any, anytime someone says that about my my muscles, I don't know what it does. Like it's I'm so vain in that one way. It's ridiculous. So meathead for sure. And that's, I'm guilty. I love it. Um, okay, guys. So we're going to take a little bit of a different direction on this uh, episode. We've been talking about kind of like this hardcore outer game, if you will, about how to scale your, your cannabis business over the last few episodes. And we're going to start uh, to talk about the inner game, uh, about, you know, kind of how you operate as a human so that you can actually scale and uh, get more done inside of your business. And so today... We're going to hit on one of like your sweet spots, Travis. Mm. So my question for you and for the podcast today is how can cannabis operators be more focused and productive so they can actually get more done? It's, this is like my favorite topic in the world. Um, gosh, I wish we could have like five hour long episodes. Um, so we'll just start off the bat, like, you know, with a couple things. I mean, first and foremost, um, one of our core values as a company do less, comma, better. Yeah. Uh, if you focus on fewer goals and you make sure that those goals that you choose are the biggest needle movers you can have, like the biggest misconception is that every single cannabis company has to do everything. And if they don't do everything, then they're going to be missing out on all these customers that they could otherwise have. But what inevitably happens is if you focus on all these people at once, you're focusing on none of them well. Yeah. Um, and it's the same thing for your own productivity. Like this, the concept remains true. Like if you try to focus on the million things that you need to do to get to where you want to be, you're not going to get anything done. It's going to be super intimidating and stressful and you're going to crumble. So you just got to focus on what you have to do today and make sure that that thing you have to do today aligns perfectly with what the main thing is. There's like a famous quote. Um, the main thing is keeping the main thing, the main thing, <laughs> you know, and, um, you know, I, I know that it's, it's been made famous in sports a lot, but uh, but it really is true in all walks of life, in my opinion. It's something I've been guilty uh, in the past of not doing well, and I've paid the price several times for it. Yeah, you've really transitioned. Like, if you guys don't know, like Travis 1.0 was like, you know, he had like five companies at once and like a hair care product and like dog walking. I mean, this guy had like a million <laughs> things going on. And yeah. I saw a super big shift in you when you said, hey, listen, I'm going to simplify and focus. Yeah, I'm going to pick one thing and I'm going to go super deep on that. Uh, just by default, you kind of took all this complexity out of your life mm. and you were able to bring all of your kind of superpowers to the one thing instead of like peanut butter spreading your attention yeah. across 50 million things. It's so funny uh, because I actually got that piece of advice would have been like eight or nine years ago by Dario Melli, one of the co-founders of Hootsuite. And he was like, just pick one thing. And he was like, this would be the guy that you listened to at the time. Cause he was like, he was crushing it in everything that he chose one at a time. Um, and for whatever reason, it just didn't click for me for years, even though he was like one of the smartest people I knew and one of the most successful people I knew, it just didn't click for me for a couple of years. And, um, I just was like, oh, that's just for everybody else. I'm, I'm a pro, right? <laughs> but uh, no, it, it really was true because, and, and seeing it in one of um, 
a prior company that we collaborated on, I would see the CEO of that company doing all these different things. And in my mind, I was seeing it from a completely different angle where I'm like, man, when you're done with your daily tasks, why not sit down and learn how to become a better CEO? Right. Like, wouldn't that make sense? Like, are you saying today that you're the best that you could possibly be at this? And that would be insane because like, you know, Michael Jordan still had a coach and he was still working on his game every single day and, and all these different things. And um, yeah, Michael Jordan wasn't also at the time playing baseball and exactly. soccer and football. Yeah. yeah, He was playing one position very, very well yes. in one sport. Yes, on one team. And it was it, it, the depth of focus that you can get from that um, is is fascinating. So the, the little hacks that then I would layer in on top of that, like the other thing that I found was a bigger driver of success was like, you are as successful as your ability to manage your own psychology. Okay. Before we shift gears there, let's yes. just take ground. Okay. So what you're saying is like simplify and focus. Simplify and focus. You know, do less better, simplify yes. and focus. Can I add to that really quick? Yes, please. I'll say that that's step one. Step zero is know your outcome. Yes. Because there's absolutely. there's another group of people that just don't know their outcome. They don't mm -hmm. have goals. Right. They're not like this like A-type driven maniac like oh, you yeah. where you've got a, a, a list of goals longer than their space on the paper. Yeah. You might not have a goal. You yeah. might not have an outcome. So step zero is come up with your outcome. Know your outcome. Because if you don't have an outcome, then no one's going to give you one, Right. And you're going to be walking down the path sort of aimlessly. And there's so many people I know that like try to get hyper productive and focus on like a thing and they don't even know what their outcome is to yeah. what end. So know your outcome. And then the next thing inside of that is step one, we will simplify yep. and focus. Yep. And now I think we're going to the tip number two, which yeah. is your own inner psychology. How do you simplify and focus, right? Where it's, you know, if you simplify, if you just focus on something for several hours in a row, you're going to burn out. You're yeah. a human, you have a human brain. And if you're not using like pharmaceutical augmentations of any kind, um, you're gonna you're gonna burn out after a period of time. And it's just important to recognize that that limitation is is your human brain. So, being able to step back for every like chunk of time. So let's say you focus hard for an hour, taking a step back and doing something around the house for five minutes, um, something something that you would need to do anyway yeah. during your day. So you can fit those puzzle pieces of your day together a lot more tightly. And you can also give your brain a little bit of a break and then you can come back and focus and making sure that you're eating regularly and you're doing all the things that everyone says that you need to do. Yes, let's skip all those. You have to do all those things. Yep. Um, but making sure that you can keep that main thing as your focus, but also prolong your ability to focus yep. through like, it's almost like interval training for your brain. It's a muscle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You can't sprint on the treadmill all day long. You have to like, have periods of time where you sprint and then you back it off and periods of time where you sprint and back it off. And if you treat your mind in the same way, then focus, productivity, all that stuff can happen organically without, you know, some sort of giant weird guru shift that you have to do. It's just totally it's, simple it's, tactics. It's, it's actually, it's like so simple. It's stupid. Yeah. It's like so simple that you want to ignore what, what we're saying, you know, like yeah. know your outcome, uh, simplify and focus. So you're not trying to do a million things. And then when you actually go to execute, you know, these are my words, not yours. Mm. Uh, pick focused blocks of uninterrupted work time. Yep. And I think what I'm hearing you say is, look, start with something that's focused and uninterrupted yep. Yep. and then stretch that out. Yep. So maybe that's 30 minutes to start or 15 minutes. Then we go 30 minutes. Then we go 45. Yeah. Then take a break, go to the kitchen, do your thing, get some food, move around, context switch. Yeah. And then come back and do another one. Exactly. Literally, if you just did that, 
That's end, it. End the episode. <laughs> and I'm not kidding. Like, I am not kidding. I've told so many people this. This has been the force multiplier game changer in my life. Yeah. Is, is you know, what Peter Drucker called focus blocks of uninterrupted work time. Like, right. I just burned that into my brain. Yeah. By the way, super cool book. It's a little dense and hard to get through and was written like 40 years ago, but the effective executive, oh, I'm yeah. sure I plugged that book before. But, you know, if you know your outcome, you're not doing a million things at once. And then when you sit down to do the work, it's focus blocks of uninterrupted work time. And you only did like two little sprints mm -hmm. of like 30 or 45 minutes. Yeah. And then you literally went off and did anything the rest of the day. It is shocking. If you did that three or four times a week, how much more productive you're going to get. It really is. Especially like if you start at step zero, which you called it, know your outcome, right? And you also kind of have decided, if you've decided what's the how to the what, like how, what's our thesis of how we're going to get there? Like for us, like strategically speaking, we know where we want to go as a company. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, more recently, we've even further refined our strategy of like, this is exactly what the path will look like in terms of our strategic decision making. Like these, this is the approach we're going to take to getting to that outcome. And just making that decision, like as a team, it's so easy to say no to things. Yeah that before it would have been impossible to say no to, Yep. you know, so then you end up doing less better organically just by choosing the what, and then talking about and deciding on the how. Yeah. And from there, it really is like, and, and a book that you recommended to me, I want to say it's the four, the four disciplines of execution. So I want to think, I want to say yeah, so many phenomenal. Yeah. 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 And, and that's, it, it's really just being able to implement and being able to actually act on what everyone's having conversations about. Yeah, 100%. And one thing that you're a savage at is speed of implementation. Mm. So like, yeah, like, yes, figure out the how, but progress over perfection. Speed of implementation over just about anything. Yeah. I, I, like, I'm not saying that planning is unimportant, but there's probably people that are listening that are on the opposite end of the spectrum. So if on this end of the spectrum, you know, you're the people that don't know your outcome, well, on the other end, there's people that have like the the eighty thousand point plan, the yeah. one thousand line item project plan, and they're mm -hmm. back trying to make it perfect. And what about this? And what about that? Like, the point of diminishing returns, where the that effort becomes worthless, is is quick. Yeah, like it's far more important to just get started. And you know, since I've known you, Travis, like one of the things that you've been great at is like, just get the ball and run. Yeah. Like, like, you know, maybe to a little bit of a detriment in the beginning, yeah. but, but like, that's a good problem to have. Yeah. It's like that muscle of like execution is something that you've built where it's like, you know, just wind you up and go. You don't need mm. a lot of like, oh, is this the perfect, absolute perfect plan? Now we're at like a mm. hundred employees and it's, right. it's getting different. We're making much bigger strategic moves. Mm. We're definitely playing more chess than checkers these days. Right. So it's different, but I wanted to give you props and, and also oh. highlight that, that like your ability to hit the speed of implementation button is savage. Well, thank you, good sir. Much appreciated. <laughs> um, and I, like, honestly, one of the things that you just said, which was super interesting is like, people will get bogged down in like a thousand point project plan. Like you've, you've checked me before when I've actually started to do that. Like recently, I think I, I created like an 80 page deck and, and Joe was like, he called me and was like, what is this? Like, <laughs> this is like, and so we eventually got it down to like 18 pages and it's actually like, it's actually digestible and people can wrap their heads around it and not be like, this doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Even though you're saying all of the things that need to be said, I cannot understand what I need to do. Yeah. Well, look, there, there, there's a time and a place for 
that level of detail. And if you've got a hundred person staff and a multi seven figure, multi eight figure business, and the implications of your decisions really impact the market and people's lives, mm. like the ready fire aim thing gets a little harder to, to digest. Yeah. Uh, so you do have to do more planning. Um, and there's a lot of value in like seeing the, the, the thought process. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, there's a cost to all these yeah. things. And the, Keep the, it simple. Yeah. And, and, you know, to be more productive and focused was the nature of the questions. Yeah. One of the things that I found is like, you know, you're really only going to learn by doing. Right. Like, like you can study and, and, and do all these things behind the scenes, but until you actually get out and do the thing that you're trying to do, like everything that you want to learn is inside of taking the action. So the longer you're sitting around talking about it and the, you know, the longer yeah. you're, you're keeping yourself from that real learning. So. You know, the funny thing too is like, if you're new in business at all, if you as as the viewer are are just getting started in your cannabis journey or business journey of any kind, or even if you're an existing business owner and you're wondering if you know all the things that there are to know about things like this, it's easy to get caught up in like movies and shows about people doing business and to think like these people in these boardrooms at the highest level know all these things that you don't know and there are all these secret strategies and way to do things. And like, look, it's not like that at all. Like we, we interact with those people all the time. We've been in rooms like that all the time. And it really is this simple at the highest levels. Oh, yeah. It's, it's like the people who get bogged down are the ones that get left behind. And it's the ones that keep it super simple, even at the highest level. I mean, yeah, you can get granular in your tactical level implementation. We have a thousand person company or something ridiculous like that. Um, but at the highest level, when you're deciding what's our main thing that we need to focus on, what's our simple way to get there, our thesis of, of how we're going to reach this goal, like all that, even at the highest level is super simple. Like yeah. vision statements and mission and all these different things for even the biggest companies in the world are one line. Yeah. You know, and things are derived out of those. 100%. Cool. Any final thoughts? You know, in terms of the day-to-day, -day, um, make sure that what you're doing every day somehow relates to, I mean, good old, good old city slickers, curly, one thing, right? It's the one thing. And there's a book called The One Thing that, and, and Jim Collins in his book also defines it as the flywheel effect that what is the one thing that by doing it, everything else becomes easier, faster, better, more effective. And if you kind of think about your order of operations in such a way where the thing that you decide to do today will enable the thing that that needs to happen tomorrow that enables the thing that needs to happen the next day to do the thing that you want to accomplish you know that's going to be a big shortcut too yeah what's the one big domino that you can push over to make the rest of them just fall mm -hmm. and if you can do that then your effectiveness yeah. goes through the roof and then you don't have to do as much work you know and and there was a an entrepreneur that was talking to me the other day asking me um you know, there's this course that I want to take and, and she's a really, really smart, um, uh, smart person that has a really good idea for her business. And she's like, there's this course I want to take that's like a year long, um, like deep exploration into this specific type of business that she's in. And I said, look, she's like, Do, would you recommend something like this? I'm like, as long as it's not an excuse to not start. Yeah. And it's an excuse to deepen oh, your Don't understanding. Like as long as it's, as, as it's an excuse, as it's not an excuse to like delay your actual action great, like invest in, in your own education. But if you're saying, I don't have enough yet in my own brain and I need this person to tell me what to do for a year before I take the first step, then definitely don't do it. Yeah. Oh man. 
we're about to go right into the topic for another podcast episode. Like, mm. I'll just say this. If you're running and sedating from doing the things that create value in your business, then you're working on the wrong stuff. Okay. If you haven't scaled your business to like 50, 60, 100 K a month at a minimum, like, and you're, you're like working backstage instead of front stage, like creating value for your marketplace, your customers, and, you know, getting money out of their bank accounts and putting it into yours that you're just avoiding the essential. Yeah. Right. And, and sometimes like we'll do these courses and all this nonsense, which could be helpful, but if it's not implementation focused, it's just another, it's, it's like Netflix in disguise basically. Yeah. You know, it's like mental masturbation instead of like doing the work. And the lesson here that I've learned is like, anytime you feel the pull to go do that, that's resistance to not do the thing that you're supposed to do. So that's like a signal. It's like a cheat code because yeah. when you start to feel that resistance, then you can go, all right, I need to lean in there. Oh, that's yeah. the exact thing that I need to go lean into in order to make progress on the exact right thing, right? That's like a universal internal sort of counterintuitive in intuition, if you will, of exactly what you're supposed to focus on. So yeah. when you start to feel that resistance, like, oh, maybe I should go watch Netflix or do the yeah. thing or do that or whatever, like whatever you're moving away from, like that's the thing you got to move towards. Again, we could do a whole podcast yeah. episode on that. You guys are getting Master Yoda over here. Ma <laughs> Ma Ma Master Joda. <laughs> there you go. Um, I think we're good though. So yeah. listen, thank you for watching this. As always, if you guys have questions on productivity, on you know how to get more done, how to be more effective in your business, of course, you can hit us up, uh, podcast at growflow.com. And while you're hitting us up, you might as well tell us what you think about the podcast. Give us any suggestions of people you want to interview. If you want to be on the podcast, definitely hit us up. We're looking for guests right now uh, so that we can start to put more interviews into the content mix. And uh, and yeah, make sure that you subscribe, hit the button, and leave us a review on whatever platform uh, you're watching or listening to this podcast on. See you on the next one. <laughs>